Peace. This is the Ask Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Rod G. Today, I'm sharing an episode with my guest, Walter Robinson, uh, someone I've known here in the community and I've had the good fortune to do some work um, in community work <laughs> with over the last few years and uh, look to do more in the future. I'm not going to talk too much. I'm just going to get into it, but I want to give uh, respects and love to Walter and his family and to you, the listener. Enjoy. Peace. Peace. This is the Ash Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Raji. I'm here with my guest, Walter Robinson II. Yep. Is that correct? All right. Um, we're going to get started. So, Walter, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. It's right. So we start way too long. With, well, you know, everything <laughs> in its time. Um, the first thing we always start with is just uh, giving you a moment to give reverence, props, uh, respects to somebody you want to give them to. Um... Well, it's been an interesting week for me. Uh, it's been a crazy week, actually. But I want to give props to my grandma. Um, she just recently had open-heart surgery yesterday. Uh-huh. And it was successful. And she's recovering, doing well. But it's been nice to see the family wrap their arms around her and focus on her and not just their petty family mm-hmm. squabbles. So, Word up. Yeah. She's Peace. doing good and good health. And that just makes me happy. I know, right? Yeah. Word. All right. We're going to roll. Okay. So, uh, also you, props to you. Thank you for uh, having me here today as well. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you joining me and sharing on, on my platform. I yeah. appreciate it. It's a long time coming, as, as you said earlier. Okay. <laughs> so, here we go. Uh, can you give me a standard or practice something that you try to do and how you move through the world? Yeah. I was thinking about this a little bit last night when you sent the questions or when I got the, when I actually looked at the questions. Um, um, And one thing that I think I've carried through that I've learned from my father is as I rise, don't forget to send the elevator back down. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of like an old man parable. (laughs) It's an old head parable. Uh, But no, um, it's something that has resonated um, very deeply in the work that I do. Um, that's why a lot of the work that I do do is around connecting people. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in sharing that social success and wealth with folks to help them build and become themselves or their best selves. All right. Now, is there any like experiences that have helped you to like? emphasize or stick to that you know that principle anything that you've like either personally experienced or went through that's like yeah I really got to make sure I, I hold this up oh man well there's a ton um but my most memorable one is from my shiro my big sis who's just my first cousin but feels like an older sister I remember in when I was 13 she just signed me up for something she was doing with her school when she was in college. And it was a, she took me on a trip to Stanford for like their math and like engineering like camp or something for a few days. And it was nice because I got to do a road trip with her and her friends um, and a few other young folk. And that was my first experience, like real experience where I understood what college was. And that, and I knew after that that I wanted to go. Mm. Um, 
And Stanford was on my list, but I didn't get accepted to Stanford. <laughs> um, not a legacy child. Uh, and I guess I wasn't smart enough. My SAT score said differently, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it was just a really amazing experience that let me know that once you get here, the world is kind of your oyster. Mm-hmm. And even though I read and write for a living and don't do um, the math and arithmetic, that experience kind of let me know that I wanted to go to college and that this is something that I know that I'm going to do. Um, which is also interesting because that is the same year where I started working and I worked for my, um, I worked with my stepfather who was a tow truck driver. I did that for the whole summer and that was some hard, tough work. (laughs) Hooking cars up to <laughs> this flatbed tow truck and then driving them all around the city uh, of L.A. And I would say, yeah, this is something I will never this is not do what, again. Yeah, This, this is, is not what I want. Yep, <laughs> thank you for that learning experience. Uh, but it was experiences like those because um, someone did that for my cousin as well. And that's where it brings me back to that line. It's like, as you rise, don't forget to send the elevator back down. And she thought about me because she was the first on my dad's side of the family to go to college. So she kind of showed me the way um, and mentored me and helped me be my best in order to get into college. So those are that's a moment I'll never forget um, that keeps the passion and fire Mm -hmm. within me that makes me do the work that I do, especially with young folks. That must have been fun riding like as a teen, early teenager with older oh, folks to a college campus. I felt so cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like my cousin, oh, she thought about me. She thinks I'm cool enough to be with her and her friends. Right, right. Uh, but also it was cool because it was a lot of her friends invited like their little brothers or sisters or cousins okay, too. Cool. So, so um, a lot of other folks your age too. Yeah. It wasn't just the one 13-year-old with all the 19, 20. Nah, but every, everyone else, I was the youngest. You so the I was youngest. like... <laughs> Everybody else was like 16, 17, and I'm like, damn, y'all ready to go to college. I'm like, I just left middle school. Right. Uh, right. I just, uh, you know, as I like to call it, begun uh, academic warfare mm-hmm. at ninth grade. Right? Because I can't imagine if we had to buy, like, books in high school in right. comparison to, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, college. Was, uh, yeah, I think um, something you shared there is cool, too, because when, I mean, even pinpointing on the idea, like, of college or any kind of educational setting that you're not familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, someone taking you and like, then you walk around and you kind of, okay. Like if you had reservations, at least gives you an opportunity to be like, okay, this is still planet earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they're humans in there. And then, you know, they're not yeah. high monsters and stuff. But also like, I didn't realize how brilliant my cousin was until then. Like, it's like, I knew she was smart, but I was like, God damn, you're, you are really smart. Um, <laughs> just because, like, math is not really my thing. At that point, I was up to, like, Algebra 2, and I was doing okay in it. But I'm like, I don't see how this is going to apply in my life past calculus, right? So, <laughs> uh, but what was also um, really cool about it is seeing people that looked like me mm-hmm. taking trips like this. Um, but also even when we got to um, the campus, 
that was just amazing um, because I think it was led it was led by their like black student mathematician something um, our engineering program and just seeing that like I'm like man like I know I can be here and I know I can do this and it's kind of like um, well if you don't <laughs> it's like who disappointed a lot of people here. Uh, <laughs> We're all gonna be upset with right? you. Right? It felt it felt that way though. And like it was like, We're counting on you, right? And a, like an interesting weight to be put yeah. on a thirteen year old's shoulders, but also very eye opening and enlightening. Um, which is something that I, I always want to pass down. Experiences. It's kind of like reminds me of the Maya Angelou quote, right? Uh, people may not remember what you said or what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And that was a special moment for me and my cousin. So don't Shout out to her too. Cause she's having a baby next month. Shout out to yeah. Walter cousin. <laughs> One love. Right. And the baby. Right. I'm gonna have you listen to this cause you should have named the baby Walter. Yeah. I don't care if you're having a girl. Yeah, uh, girl so, could be named Walter. Right. That's a gender neutral name. I've been telling call her. Call her, her Walty or something. Right. Waltella. Yeah, man. Well, Tanisha, well, yeah, we'll don't give up. Out. Don't give up on that. Right? Wally, that's a good that that's yeah, who knows? It's like Dakota. Gender <laughs> 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 neutral. Okay. <laughs> cool. So um I'm circle back to something you said there, bro. <laughs> the next one. So uh, relationships, you know, mm-hmm. broadly defined. Um, is there something that you um have learned or you understand now about relationships that you may have done or use or access differently as a as a younger man and like i said that's broad like however that lands with you this morning hmm. so relationships on a broader spectrum i think a lot of things my parents said when i was younger i really understand now hmm. as i'm like <laughs> going through it like uh it's kind of one of those moments like were you spanked as a child a couple times. Okay, I wasn't what not. Well, I feel like you were the bad kid. Like, but I mean, if you a were real, a bad it's a, it's kid, conceptually, like, right? It's eye of the beholder, right? <laughs> uh, I feel like you were just the, the smart and silent one in the back. Uh, <laughs> I'm not far off. I feel, okay. uh, but um, no, a lot of things, and I only said that because, like, when you're spanked over something you're not supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. always the first thing that pops in your mind when that inevitable thing comes up again. Okay. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's been interesting. Like, um, just actually really listening to my parents and that preparation in which prepared me for the opportunity when it strikes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... When we talk about relationships, the business I work in is a very relationship-based business. Um, it kind of goes back, well, I think you already know this. I love people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I love people a little too much because I feel like it takes me 15 minutes to say goodbye <laughs> where we're leaving a place with a lot of people I know. Um, but I think when it comes to relationships, I think authenticity is the key. And my parents have always taught me to be honest and truthful with folks, which may come off a little Aspergersy when you first, <laughs> for when you first, uh, when I first meet um, folks, I'm just excited to genuinely learn more about them mm-hmm. um, and see where 
we align, right? Um, I think us as people have more in common than not. Um, so we have to actively listen to understand those commonalities. Um, now, when it comes to the relationship piece, yes. Um, so I didn't realize, you know, when you're, my, my dad used to tell me, like, you're going to find someone who, like, has heard my name or something because he used to play football at mm-hmm. San Jose State. And I never thought that would ever happen when I played football. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at a game in Washington. And, like, I think this was the first year I'd started. And this was, like, the third game. And make a tackle, like a solo sack or something. And they say my name over the... Um, like the yeah, the little uh, the, the speaker yeah, speaker whatever yeah uh, <laughs> and after the game one of my teammates dad never met this man before comes up to me and asks me are you the rock son like are you Walter Robinson's son <laughs> uh, I was like well yeah like I'm the second but he's like wait but the Walter Robinson from like Pasadena settles a state I'm like yeah he's like I know your dad would play football I'm like oh okay. <laughs> But the cool thing about that is, like, it eventually led to um, us working together. Um, it solidified a friendship between uh, me at the time, a sophomore, with a senior. Um, and I think that that's always cool. It's like seeing where relationships can take you mm-hmm. um, if you just become comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? Um, there's another relationship-based thing. Um, so when I first got here... Back when I used to go to church, I joined this group called Brothers in Christ. Now, this was a very interesting group of folks. Uh, I wouldn't say interesting group of folks. I would just say a very white group of folks who are like, you know, Catholics, any religion you could think of, they're accepting of. But really what they mean is like white Anglo Christians. Uh, (laughs) You can be Catholic, that's cool, because a lot of our Catholic are like Jesuit. um, And then me coming from a Catholic school, but being raised non-denominational and Mm -hmm. then my stepfather being a Muslim. It's an interesting mix of um, religions in my household. Um, But I think with this one, when we talk about relationships, every month they have uh, someone speak at this breakfast. And the first question they start off with is, tell me your story. Right. And people usually, like, throw out their resumes and yada, yada, yada. Um, But before they even try to do that, the person who runs it all says, I need you to go deeper than that. Like, we're we're past the surface level kind of deal. And it's so crazy seeing these high-profile people in rooms crying, man, like, being very vulnerable with each other is a space that I Mm. have not been in since I played sports. Um, And when we took it there, right, like late night bus rides, conversations or post-game conversations with some folks. Um, And that was a really cool space to be in, um, especially as a 23, 24-year-old when I first got here. Um, And I went on... Or they had a they have an annual retreat, um, so I went on the retreat one year, and I had just left my job at a at a communi- strategic communications firm, 
And I went from there to the retreat, like fun employed. Um, <laughs> and like was, from like from leaving the job to the retreat, like. Uh, no, it was like within a month because okay. I went home for a little while. Um, okay. But I went from there to the retreat. And I ended up being, I told the person who like runs it all, he's become a mentor of a sort. And he introduced me to someone who ended up becoming my boss. Um, mm. And we at first, we hit it off and just had a really good conversation, sat down and chatted for a little while. And then we said that we would get coffee. Uh, well, he was running for office, and he asked me to volunteer for his campaign. One of the only politicians I think I like truly like believed in, uh, mm-hmm. but then also saw him put his money where his mouth was when he got elected, given the work we did, um, and just like that authenticity mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. Um, his name was Jules Bailey, and um, prior to him winning, I was working at the Boy Scouts of America, but I was also... Um, volunteering for his campaign. So we just became friends, um, learned a lot about politics, and I was looking for an in, and I told him this um, earlier on at the retreat. And then when he got elected, the next day he gives me a call and says, would I like to join his team? So I think it's, when it comes to relationships, it's taking advantage of, who you meet mm-hmm. um, and just following up um, that gets you a long way. You know, that's something we teach mm-hmm. the young men in um, black male achievement, some youth experience. Yeah. It really won't click for them until like they graduate high school, but some of them hit up. Um, I don't think they understand the network that they build in those eight weeks until later on in their life like, yeah. when it actually matters. Oh, yeah. well, you hit on a couple of things I want to um, tease out and let me know if I'm on the right path. Okay. Um, one, it seemed like, sound like you were talking, speaking and being when you are in those spaces where you're kind of connecting with people, like to really be yourself. Yeah. Like to really try to, you know, be in the moment, but share, you know, you know, maybe try to share appropriately, but be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like don't sort of go like, let me tell everybody about my, here's my pitch and, right. uh, and my, here's my, 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 my five, my three, my three sentence. Yeah, little elevator speech. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hook up that I do. Yep. You got me? Okay. Yeah, you good. Yeah, my three minute you know hookup that I do <laughs> when I come into the networking event. Like, hey, how you doing? My name is I'm playing the so I'm like, here's the card. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yo, yeah, slow down, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, oh, like, but we've all been there. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna say like that's that's how I started. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's but, I mean, at least for me, and I'm I know I'm a little older than you. When I was you know in like in the high school, and that that was literally how people were telling you. To like what to do, like mm-hmm. go to a network event, get what you're gonna say together, and get your card, and go in and always do it like this, and and here's my card. Unless they're still doing that, and I, <laughs> but it, it, oh, it used to be like this feels so wrong. <laughs> like it's one thing to to have a card to uh, give and 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 to talk, but it it felt like you know like I'm 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 giving everybody this pitch about the world. That I don't even know if I believe in all the way. <laughs> and I'm like, and here's my car. And I'm still waiting to grow up. So I'm like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So it's nice to just <laughs> cast that broad net, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, but that's funny. But that work, you know, I've, I've, I've been there and done that. <laughs> no, I've been there. Had the speech written out. That's what I'm going to say. Be there with say. your suit, ill-fitting suit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Got a few of those. You got, yeah, I mean, you got your neck, your necktie kind of looking like you didn't really like it, but that's the one you took because, you know, you you didn't want to tell the guy at the sales floor that (laughs) you don't. I don't really like the way this looks. It was a gift, Justice. Yeah, you just got to wear it. I'm just saying. How many Father's Day ties do you have? Oh, well, not that many. Unfortunately, my children, they don't really love me. Now they do. I'm teasing. Nah, nah, I'm let that ride. They don't really care about me. Edit. Edit that out. <laughs> they don't give me ties that much, though, only because I probably don't. They don't ever see you. Either. I don't have to wear a tie most yeah. of the time. So, though they haven't bought me, you know, sometimes they remember to get me stuff. Sometimes they don't. They don't. I don't know how they feel about me. I think they like me. I, yeah, I think they love you for sure. But yeah, you know, yeah, I got that going. That like piece. <laughs> it's silly. You don't have to like me. You just have to respect me. Right? Going back to the <laughs> <laughs> you just need to respect me. You know what I mean? Um, but also, just a, a quick reference rollback. I would say, uh, in terms of the, as I like to call, physical discipline as mm-hmm. a youth, um, you know, you didn't really have to hit me more than one time for me to go, okay, I need to change my strategy. <laughs> I'm with you. The concern of being hit was much more of a, like, I'm not really trying to find out. I'm not trying to test those bounds. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, and yeah. then I would say, I think somewhere in there, my mom, uh, my father died when I was really young. Uh-huh. And I think somewhere in there, my mother, I don't know if she just, she wasn't really into it or, you know, just sort of was like, all right, we're going to, you know, try some other things. I would say generally, I didn't do a lot of things. I didn't get caught doing a lot of things I wasn't supposed to be doing. That I'm just going to keep it 100 we were, with you. We were both in the same, yeah. um, both there with, didn't get caught doing a lot of things. I got caught early on, but then I learned an adapter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I've been put out the car, like when you be doing something like we are gonna stop the car. You be like, hi there, and we gonna stop the car. That way I did. We gonna stop the car, and then they put they put us out the car. Oh, and, and, it made uh, you walk. They just set us outside. We didn't know what was gonna happen. It was de- it was really late in Trenton, and me, my brother, and my cousin was standing outside for this body house. Like, are they gonna let us back in the car? <laughs> How far is this gonna go? <laughs> we're sitting there like, mm-hmm. they really did put us out the car, yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, "I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm getting back. We gonna get back in the car, man. I'm just gonna sit up. I'm gonna shut up." Yeah, we we, uh, we got you know I don't know how many minutes, maybe five, ten minutes, and then she let us, they let us back in the car, and we was quiet and composed the rest of the evening and every day since. Because I'm like, she really put me out the car. <laughs> You know, you don't it's really like, believe I don't me. know what, yeah. It's like, you, you don't get, know. Man. It was cold, you know what I mean? It was dark. It was, it was the 80s, man. And it's Trenton, New Jersey. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, man, what's, what's going to happen oh, next, man? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I had a couple of those instances where you test the nerve and it's like, oh, I really will put you out the car. Like, We used to do, like, my parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. And when they were married, my dad doesn't believe in hitting us. Um, so I think he probably hit us. He hit, I can actually name, he, he hit me three times in my life, well-deserved. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, those, those are the moments you don't forget, right? <laughs> my mom, she was the one that liked to spank, but also because we were some little assholes too. Um, I remember we were like five or four, like we're really good at counting at this point. And my mom used to do the count like one. And <laughs> And I remember one time we were at Target and she was counting because I don't know what we were doing, just being rambunctious kids. And she goes, one. And then I turned to my sister because I'm like, I'm feeling bold. Because I'm like, you ain't going to dare touch us in front of all these people in this store. <laughs> so I turned to my sister and go, two. <laughs> Paige, what comes after two? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you was wild. And she goes, 
three. I'm like, good job. <laughs> like, oh, well, we got back to the car. <laughs> you probably got your sister when, one. She oh, didn't have coming. Everybody, everybody got a piece of the end of that boat, <laughs> that uh, seat belt, that safety belt. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad was more of the, you know what I'm, you know what I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. And like, I want you to go into your room and think about why I'm disappointed. I'm like, can you read minds? Like, I'm like, just can you spank me? Just spank me. I don't <laughs> want to go through this. Yeah, yeah. We we um, you know I don't I don't at least just a uh, up here behind the curtain. I don't do uh, physical discipline with the kids, but I have um, we 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 have a a well developed. Now nah, we're gonna sit here. We're gonna talk about this. Oh yeah, we're gonna process this situation. Figure out. Let's hash this. Why out. why why did we do that? Hmm. And silence is not an answer. No, we. Can, I got all night. I can yeah, wait. I can. You sound just like my dad. I'm like, okay, maybe that's some old head stuff. Like, <laughs> I got time. But the one thing I have for you is it's time. time. <laughs> and understand, that's the most valuable thing you could give. Sometimes we get, you know, to to uh, to full explanation. Sometimes maybe we don't. I don't know. But the general thing is, we're, we're going. Okay. We're gonna work this out, and then other times it's like, you know, I need you to get away from me. Go to your, go to your room. <laughs> I need you to leave me alone. Well, I do. I'm gonna you. call you in a minute, <laughs> and then we'll talk about this then. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, we try to do our best and all that. All right. Well, thank you. Um, so, third big question is: um, so what's just really important for you right now in your life? What's sort of just a big thing for Walter at this point? Um. It's been an interesting year. Um, I think the biggest thing for me right now is growing my business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 90% of small businesses fail within their first year. What was it 80%, 90%? 80, uh, a lot. Yeah. We'll go with that. Don't quote I know it's over 80. Yeah, so, not, not specific uh, quantitative yeah. terms. All right. Right. Uh, don't quote me. We'll Google it later. Yeah. Uh, but that's like a, just getting through a year was a huge um, and amazing journey. Hey. Um, not only did I learn so much about you know the business world, working with clients, um, but I learned a lot about myself um, and battling you know adversity um, in a different in a different form that I hadn't experienced before. Um, so. That's pretty much the number one thing um, and seeing, but actually now I have to redo my business plan. Mm. So just aiming high. I'm like, what is it you, I'm imagining what I want when I'm 35 and how my business can take me there. Um, So just thinking about all the things that I want to do, how I want to do it, who I want to do it with, and just staying true to myself. And my mission and vision has been um, helpful, um, but also very enlightening, I think, um, to know that I can do this work. Um, And people want to pay me for it. So, like, that, that's a blessing within itself, within itself. But boy, oh boy, has it been a humbling experience. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, um... Pursuant to uh, confidentiality of things that you probably shouldn't share about someone else, what is what can you give just sort of the nature of something that that you had to go, ooh, 
Wow, that was rough. Oh. I, I had no idea. <laughs> oh. It don't even necessarily have to do with work. So right. okay. it's more about how I manage my money now. Mm. Because uh, this is something I learned from my dad, right? So my dad worked in real estate. So he would go months without a check and then get one fat check. And it's like, you have to budget that. But before right. we start budgeting, going to go ball out. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I got new shoes, new clothes. Uh, no, but with this is, um, it's very interesting to see how much capital that startups and um, new small businesses get when they start out, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is a dwindling um, amount of um, resources available to those um, first timers, um, that was a struggle because I went from um, leaving a campaign that went awry to jumping into a, starting my own thing. Um, and I would say I wish I had budgeted properly and made a plan for that mm-hmm. um, because because of that, I had some setbacks earlier this year uh, when I bought a new car, drove down to L.A., and then it broke down. And <laughs> I had to spend a lot of money and borrowed some money to actually um, get it done. I will say that the humbling experiences there was I had to Postmates mm-hmm. for a few months. And no knock on Postmates, I'm just like, Holy shit, that was yeah. that was some work. Uh, and uh, don't get me wrong, I, like I didn't mind doing it because I'm like, hmm, well, as the checks come in, when they come in, I need to have some kind of income because I'm not trying to get a normal nine to five. Um, so that was in itself was just uh, humbling because that actually taught me how to save. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know. You could make a hundred dollars a day doing this, or you cannot. Uh, so, what are you gonna do um, with that money and that task? Uh, also, learning—you gotta mean what you say and say what you want. Um, and as I'm getting older, I'm understanding the true meaning of that. Um, it's like you know, you gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if you miss it. Uh, that's cool, but at least you can say you took it. Um, so I'm saying I'm, I'm trying things that I've never done before. So it's it's been a, a lonely but amazing journey, um, especially when I reach out to friends who have done similar things. Um, but, yeah, no, it gets stressful at times. Yeah. Um, or, some, or sometimes I was like, oh, my God, I have no idea where I'm going to get rent from. Like had those kind of experiences mm. earlier on in my career. So now breezing through. Uh, <laughs> it's flying. Like, yeah, I was like, I found some stability <laughs> for a few months and uh, learning how to budget around that successfully. So Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something uh, significant there. I mean, especially one on the, like, uh, I guess what you call the gig economy, right? It's a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on how much time you want to put into it, um, maybe it just be what you do all the time. However, it if you're trying to do you're trying to do your business and, you know, there's other job and you gotta you know, it's like you gotta occupy the time to do both things well. Mm-hmm. You know, which is uh stressful. Makes for long days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10, long days, days, early mornings, late nights, I imagine. Yeah. 
Uh, the later, the better, because people tip. People tip better at the end of the day. <laughs> <end, end> <laughs> uh, so funny too, because it's like I love going to houses that had like Black Lives Matter signs, because I'm like, ooh, they about to tip <laughs> real well. Yes, they can't even believe what they just saw come to their door. Uh, <laughs> oh, instead of 15, we're gonna move up to 18 percent. Boom. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> Love with you, your, Portland, for that. With, <laughs> with your with your business, um, you know, do you want to mind sharing like what what it is you do? Oh, um, yes, uh, I started my own consulting firm, and my vision is to franchise and disenfranchise. Um, and the way I do that is by working with the public, nonprofit, and private sector to develop develop equitable strategies that lead to social change. Um, so if the long-term or short-term effects aren't, you know, changing behavior, um, are creating culture by changing behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's something that's been fun. And it's one reason that keeps me in this city is like the opportunity to do that. Watching this city town go, grow into a major metropolitan city has been amazing. Um, and to be a part of that as that growth and say, you know, you could put your finger on things that you know you've done like that, that excites me and makes me happy for the future. Who is, um, is there, first thing went back to our conversation with our point where we talked about that, some of the stuff, like some of the BMA youth that we've connected with, um, and that you've connected with way more than me. Mm. I should, I should add, uh, have, the the exposure that they have is this something that you would want to say to them that that's shown up in you you know moving with forward with your business in terms of you know how a connection or a conversation you know maybe that was fleeting in the past and you're like oh yeah and then that created this other opportunity anything uh, follow up wise or a, you know, something to do immediately after you meet somebody that might be helpful so that you, you don't you know, lose track of things. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. I've I've gone some time without following up with folks. Mm-hmm. And um, well, one, I would say if it's on your mind to do. Just do it. Uh, that is what I've been learning. Like, don't put it off. Don't add it to a to-do list. Just do it right when it comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that gets hard for me because I be driving. And I'm like, damn, I should be doing it. But anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm driving right I'm now. driving right now. Write it down. Take a little uh, mm-hmm. word note. Um, no, but I'll say don't be afraid to follow up. Um, I think the one hump that I had to get over was just no one – no one's going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like all, all I can do is open the door. You have to be willing to walk through it. So what I tell folks, because there are a few young folks I definitely still stay in contact with. Um, little, got a few mentees now. Um, you know, I see these kids, these young men, as like my little brothers, little cousins. Um, so... They're family, so all I can say to them is like, look, just email them, yo, <laughs> talk to them like you would talk to me. Just send them a text message, send them an email, because these people have taken out their time to be here, and they want to be here. Um, this is not something they're being forced to do. 
Um, and everything they tell you in these meetings are very genuine. So when they say they'll reach back out to you, they'll reach back out to you. That's mm-hmm. not, they're, they're not lying about it. Uh, they're being very authentic and true to themselves because they feel kind of similar the same way where we talk about the alignment of values and morals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, started the day with this. It's like, these are folks who believe in as I rise, don't forget to sit in the elevator back down. However, you know, some of these folks, the older ones, like, had to build the elevator or, like, were always taking the stairs. Um, some folks have only been stuck on a certain floor, and you don't know how you just even reaching out could help that person. So I like to say, like, I learned more from them than I think they learned from me, um, and I don't think they really hear me when I be saying that, but I'm like, it, it's true. Um, I learn more about myself every year when um, working with young folks. Uh, This year, I learned a lot more about patience uh, than (laughs) I am used to. I thought I was more patient. Uh, Yeah, and found out I'm... I'm not as patient as I thought I was. Yeah, we I learn can, something new every year. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> every like, day I'm like, whew, maybe I need to take a few steps away from this for a little while because I'm a, you know, yeah, yeah. That's the one we can't edit out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like my next comment would have had to have been edited. Yeah, but that's all I would say is just do it. Um, like. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's very it's it, it's you, a, they tend to complicate tend to complicate things that are very simple. I believe in simplicity. Um, so just do it. And it's not as complicated as you may think it is. Yeah, I mean I, that's something as a um, a uh, world class procrastinator, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, as I like to call it, I'm developing my strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, who will go like, yeah, I gotta think about this. Ooh, I love that one. Mm, putting this together, I'm do you know, and I'll sit with something for way longer than I need to and I could have just been like, hey man, I really like to get a coffee with you. And then you know what I mean? Like I'm the same way. And then you then you're later you're like, man, why was I spending all that hemming and hawing and oh wait a minute and how am I feeling about myself right now? Oh my sneakers I need to clean my sneakers. Oh my my good my good t shirt got a got a hole in yep. it. I don't know, whatever reason that you may put something <laughs> off for I'm not feeling the greatest today. My stomach hurts uh Let's go to YouTube University. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I really need to learn about uh, you know, circular saws and, yeah. and how to timber frame and like this because you know that's are just you something. I gotta, are you rebuilding? No, at the but house? It, that's just something you. But I really know. need to learn this right now, so I need to lock into this. And then when I'm done, oh wait, oh man, embroidery. Who knew? <laughs> you know what I mean, that's crazy. You said that. I spent 15 minutes last week learning how to make oat milk cookies. No, not like oatmeal. oatmeal. No, like, not oatmeal. Oat milk. This is yes. This is bougie alternative milks. Oh, I, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, Are you I'm, an oat milk I'm fan? well. I, not necessarily. I, I don't really do any of the milks regularly because oh. I just don't eat stuff that needs milk that much. I don't put milk in my coffee. Yo, I what don't. is wrong with you? Are you a cereal killer? Nah, you just man, drink just, your coffee black. I just drink. <laughs> what? Is, <laughs> I mix it up and get like a mocha ass. or a latte every once in a while, but for the most part. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, I'll drink it black <laughs> okay. black my coffee black right? unmixed natural <laughs> as a cane black uh, <laughs> New Jack City black uh, <laughs> but anyways oat milk so <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm familiar I'm familiar with oat milk tell me about it what, what did you learn 
Well, it was the most simplest. Like you gotta love the Japanese, right? Like they put this this well shot video of him making oatmeal in like fifteen minutes, but there's no sound. It's oh, not yes. like yeah, no, it's not like a you know like an American. You know, you take fifteen pounds of sugar, you get like, yeah, you no. have milk, and then you do this thing. Nah, nothing. It's just they were just it was just pure sound. Like just, it would have like a description of what it was. And like you would it, it would tell you the the amount, but it would just <laughs> he didn't say nothing the whole time, uh, and it was probably the most informative way I think I've learned how to cook anything in so long. I'm like I didn't have to read nothing, I just had to watch this video and copy it. Uh, the lighting was probably really it, good. no, it was the the camera angles and it was hilarious. Like <laughs> it's like how you be funny? You didn't even say no sound. That's, like that's it, good movie making. Great movie making. Um. But no, it was a procrastination mode too. Like I yeah. probably should have been doing something else. But yeah. I lost it. Well, myself. you know, it's hard to stay on at all times, and sometimes your brain—this is what I tell myself—your brain needs that. Like, oh, I'm over here thinking about this other thing. And then, and then when you go back to the thing, hopefully you'll you pew pew. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I'm going to be honest that sometimes it doesn't work that way. But I just end up being like, wow, I really spent 12 hours doing other stuff. Yeah. I got to get this done by 8 a.m. By 8 a.m. Yeah. And that's to be like, ooh, <laughs> let, me, let, me get, let me buckle this up. This is either going to be my best. Let me get some of that black coffee so right. I can Let me finish. get some of this black coffee, <laughs> right. man. Lock in. Uh, but no, um, it's interesting you say that because uh, my friend says she's deep into mindfulness. And what she really means is um, I love Oprah. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it was, she told me something that was really cool um, that I ended up reading um, in something else I was reading that it came up. So like Oprah and like Bill Gates and a few other billionaires, they well, this is a privilege and a luxury, but mm. they schedule in their day at least an hour to just do nothing in me. So they can choose to read a book, like do something that's mindful um, and educational, um, which is pretty cool because it was also interesting when we went to Wyden Kennedy. Um, the managing um, director there was talking about how he reads all the time, whether it's 15 minutes in between a meeting, before he goes to bed, when he's walking, on the bus, like just pulls out his book and reads. Read. And it doesn't matter if he reads two sentences or a whole chapter, he's still actively reading. I thought that was cool and it inspired me, but then I procrastinated and I don't. You didn't read yeah, no, I just I like to listen to all the Audible and yeah, hey, Blinkist. That's reading. No, nah, it's reading. someone's reading to you. It's like adult it's reading. It's adult kindergarten. It works in the car, Walter. Okay, I ride in the car and I listen to. I get through a lot of books every year in the car. Yeah, in between places and then no, I, do I feel read. that. Now I'm a. I am a. I. I read something for a while and then I put it down and then I come back like two months later and pick back up. What's your latest read? Um, well, let me see. I'm finishing Wild uh, Seed to Harvest, which is Octavia Butler. It's like three huh. books. Yeah. Uh, wild the, the Seed Pattern to Harvest. Yeah, so it's uh, Wild Seed. I can't always forget the book in the middle. 
It's three different books, but I got it all in one big book because I like Octavia Butler. It's science fiction. Okay. And then, uh, and then, and the Pattern Master is the last one. No, I love and Octavia Butler. Yeah, so I'm doing that right now, part time. And then I got, I have a book I am aspiring to read that it's got. It's called Invisible Women, and hmm. it's about um, how uh, it's a, about how um, much of our society basically does not. Consider women in the in the actual design of things, from cars to chairs to everything. You know, no, usually yeah. presumes a man as the person that's going to be doing whatever with it. So, like, you know, so to the degree that like cars are more dangerous for women because they literally don't use women crash women crash test dummies. Crash test dummies like oh. that are based on like women's body mechanics and center of gravity and everything else. They just use a small man. <laughs> use a small man one like that's like a woman yeah put it in there um and it's obviously it's a you know big thick book it's a lot more stuff in there mm-hmm. than just that but um so i started nibbling on that one and then i got uh i got like three other books going in one way or another well, good at for you. all I times feel, i feel like saying. you barely watch tv though uh I, I find time for all of it. yeah i just, I, just oh, I, I jump in you know right. i read real jump hard for like Two three hours and then you know stuff happens. Watch your show. <laughs> I step away. You know, get fifteen minutes here, ten minutes there. No, that's funny. Uh, one interesting thing I think you just brought up around um, the Invisible Women piece. So I forget what I was watching. I think I might have been watching John Oliver. Um, but they were talking about how uh, just women in healthcare and medicine, mm-hmm. uh, how they're they weren't ever really studied. Oh, yeah, like, no, so it's no. like, uh, oh yeah. So we just assume that you have the same side effects as a man, but with like more hormones or like more emotion. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit! Like they said that out loud yeah, on television. Like, yeah, and it made me think because it was um, when you think about heart attacks, women's symptoms for heart attack are, are way different than men's. Like, like it's, nausea, yeah, uh, back pain, like things you would never think. Like, so there's probably thousands of women a day having heart attacks around the country and don't know it. Yeah. Uh, my grandma had a heart attack one time and didn't know she had a heart attack. Like, she thought she was just having gas. Uh, but then also, it's like, damn, women are strong. If, like, you could just be out here having a heart attack and it's not like, even oh, know she's it. She's having a hard time. She's yeah. not feeling good. I got some, can I have some ginger ale? I gotta go lay down. Yeah, let me get some ginger ale. You know like, <laughs> I, I gotta go lay down, which is the least of is the, right. the universal black woman code for right. whatever's wrong with me. Restal right? Restal cure. <laughs> go this in my room. Is all the medicine I did. You know what I mean, it's like, and so that, you know, that's um, t- to me like is it an exhibition of like the depth of challenge with things that we have going on in our world that aren't fair, mm-hmm. that aren't right, that are totally fixable. <laughs> like they 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 just re- they they just require almost the minimal effort in which to go like yeah I should actually ask those people who are having that problem hey how's that going for you <laughs> now nah, I'm not going to talk to you no I'm going to talk to you there's a white dude I know who kind of is about the same age as you Walter and mm-hmm. he I mean he's like from LA county ish somewhere okay. I'm sure it's just like you I'm going to ask him about these things cuz oh. it's probably just like yours issues around well, uh, this whatever this is I'm doing a study on and he's also here already so I don't have to go <laughs> Too far. <laughs> so I'm just going to take his information. Wow. I just put it, put in. it in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how you feel about it? You cool with that? Yeah, I'm sure you're cool because why wouldn't you? All right. Random guy. Come on. Let's let's get going. So I've learned I learned how to say this. Is a doctor, can you please note that in my... Note that in my yeah, chart. My chart, yeah. please. 
Yeah, that's that's, oh, that's scares that scares doctors. Like, oh well, uh, actually, we need to run a few more tests. Uh, <laughs> Give me a moment. Uh, hold on. Yeah. What do you mean by chart? <laughs> you know what the f- you know what you I know mean by chart? chart. <laughs> yeah, that you're supposed to be writing this. <laughs> yeah, so just, uh, yeah, so I'm reading. What am I reading right now? What you, what you got reading? I just wrap. Well, I'm wrapping up a book. So I started this book probably about three years ago, uh, and haven't finished it. It came back to it and just started it over because uh, I, I ended up finishing it and then was like, mm, but I don't remember. So it was it's this book called um, Never Eat Alone, mm. which is about the power of networking. Right. So it's been interesting to see like the things I've done naturally that they're like <laughs> mapping out in this book, um, which has been pretty cool. But it's also also learned a lot about how to um, not just grow your network but weaponize your network and that's been um actually a good read for me um i'm reading not like self-care books but i've been reading a lot of articles i do this uh website called stumble upon where you literally just click a button and it just yeah you get lost in the internet yeah um i've been doing a lot of deep dives into uh psychology like to a point where i'm thinking like hmm might go back to school for this, uh, but most likely will probably end up in law school, unfortunately. Uh, but <laughs> hey, listen, I mean, I don't know what kind of law you're gonna do, but I won't be mad at you. Yeah, you need lawyers. It, it would be lawyers. law that makes me buddy. So yes. I will sell my soul for a few hey, years to not pay off these debt. You're renting, you're mm, leasing. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, bro. You're going all the way in. Yeah, you know I was just like, yeah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> It's like, Holy what mercy. gets me? <laughs> I don't just want happiness. <laughs> I want to figure out happiness want, later. Right. We'll figure that out when I meet the Lord. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do like that renting or leasing deal on the soul, like, you, you, know, know? Well, you know? As I, I, as someone who for, I guess I could say, cultural and identity moral reasons at a young age said like you know what I'm going to focus on I'm focus on like being a certain kind of person and like you know may never make that much money and what we will and I and then later time I go I think I could have made a little more money mm-hmm. whilst also yeah. maintaining like the, my self development and, 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 and cultural expression but also especially when people are in service and doing I think that Doing some work, one people are very skilled, and sometimes they may think their skill is not useful in other worlds. Mm-hmm. Where actually their skill is not only useful in other worlds, it probably is needed. Would is needed and would be better than what those worlds have. So go do that. Yeah, and we're all going to be here. The community's not going anywhere. Like we we still need you later, and it would be great if you came with this extra. Pocket of change you got right. that you could throw on stuff every once in a while. And we that would really, you know, not that we need you, not that we're asking for your money, Walter. Today, we're just saying today. that <laughs> if you got an extra 5000 in there, you right. can put on this initiative. We really appreciate it as, as the community. Yeah. All people. No, and eventually that's where I'll try to get, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's so crazy uh, when you think about that. Um, well, one, Getting back to the place where you're, you're pretty much just mentioning value, mm-hmm. um, and it is so powerful when you understand your value and worth, 
and don't let anybody take away from that. And that's learned as well. Um, you can be empowered, but until you take that step to understanding and really valuing your value in time, it changes a lot of things. I've learned that this year, um, even more this year. Mm. Um, but also, too, um, I feel like I, I, and I wasn't raised to think that money was a bad thing or that money was the root of all evil. I just don't, I didn't like how I saw access to those resources being done through law, mm-hmm. which is one of the I reasons think. why I would want to go to law school, uh, but also one of my hesitations too. Um, yeah, but that's that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, we, can, we can dive yeah. into that on the and I, second appearance. Yeah, I do. I do want to come back to a, a, another piece that you mentioned earlier, but another book I'm reading is, I feel like I'm reading all these self-care books. Uh, sorry, like these business professional books, but I've been reading a book called uh, How to Get to Yes, and it's a negotiating book. Um, it's not that big. It's like this. Uh, and then my friend gave me this book that's, I think it's only like... Uh, 10 to 15 pages like a little small little field book size and it just says how to get shit done and <laughs> it's the most <laughs> it is the most hilarious <laughs> thing I've uh, I think I've read in a while uh, and it's kind of motivational too so it's like, like it. some cool little quotes in there that make you happy um, yeah but that's what I've been reading I would watch more movies than anything but like there's lessons in a ton of movies well, we're at the the point in 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 the conversation we can start to land the plane. Is okay. there something that you something that you said you wanted to come back to though? Yeah, to it's gone. I wish I wrote it well, down. Don't worry about it. Guess what? The power of the podcast is we can come have another whole conversation. Oh in man! Because once you're a guest, you can be a guest again. Quick question. Yeah. When is I've been wanting to ask, this is a question I've been wanting to ask you. Oh, go for it. When do you become an old head? Uh, well, it's actually, it's a relational point, right? Yeah. Okay, so here, check it out. When I was like 10, 12, uh-huh. there was some kids that were older. I mean, my brother's only like two years older than me, but there was some, you know, like older teenagers, maybe like six, seven, five, six, seven years older than us. And they would be like our relative old heads. Because it's like, oh, that's it. what's name. You know what I mean? They like, old, they're, they're, they're old enough, they're older enough than you that there's some natural level of like, I shouldn't. I can't really just be running up on you talking crazy because you're yeah. like you're older than me. Man. You know what I'm saying? And I should maybe listen. But 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 from from how I came up in uh, New Jersey and in the Delaware Valley in the greater Philadelphia area, um, oh, it is somebody that you know sort of takes you under their wing a little bit. It's like all right, they they see something in you and they're like, let me, you know. So they might they might give you information unsolicited. Sometimes they might give you opportunities. They might stop you if they see you doing something. They like, boy, you know you don't belong over there. Like, what you doing with them? Make it over there. Like, man, come with me. That kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so as you as you age, obviously, um, someone who's an old head to you, um, you know, one and actually the upcoming actually will probably be the interview that'll be released before this one is released. Um, you know, my man's pops is a, like kind of a collective old head to uh-huh. us in our our kind of squad. You okay. Know what I, mean? um, I, I also have a pantheon of different people who are part of what I call the Justice Greater Network of Senior Advisors. Um, and then I have an obligation and responsibility so to like when I can, you know, be in that position for other people. Um, it's something usually 
for me, somebody usually chooses you more so than you know. You can you can seek out you know what I mean mm-hmm. connection with somebody. Obviously, you understand the dynamics of a mentor. Um, but that's you know, so it's it's relational. And then it also can be about maybe someone's relative knowledge in a world that you're trying to access. So y'all may be physically the same age, but they they're in a position where they can be like, nah, check this out, look out for this, wow, wow, wow. Oh, here's how you do it. And you go, oh, man, thank you. Appreciate it. And then you know, y'all had that exchange. And then you, just in, in the same spirit that you started with, that you send the elevator back down, that mm-hmm. you're like, all right, look, I learned these things. Put it on here. Take it and use it if you feel, you know, so inclined. Now, um, generally, you know, some things that one, an old head is not just old. Yeah, that I mean, was something about to say. I'm like, yeah, just because you're older doesn't mean you're that, an you, old head. that you're automatically someone who is worthy of uh, us taking of the title, right? <laughs> now, maybe we learn to not do what you be doing and or have done. Pity a fool. <laughs> but, uh, Pity a fool. But generally, it, it, there is a uh, there needs to be a certain level of these competence, uh, at least in relationship to that which you have to share. You know, it's a little. I know. Little no, bit, no, note it, note it around. But that's you know, yeah. Relational, you know, it's, it's historic relational culture. Joe. Well, yeah, because I'm looking at your Cordell West beard right now, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, so are you just like <laughs> the resident old head? I, I mean, I, I suppose so at times. You know what I mean, <laughs> I just, you know, my, uh, I guess, you know, I, I've I've chosen the line of if stuff turns gray, I'm just riding with it. Yo, I'm you with you on that because uh, you know I know. I, I'm not calling none of y'all brothers out, and I understand there are professional concerns at times where, you know, you got to deal with certain, you know, with the dyes and what have you because you don't need the young people, you know, thinking they could take you down. However, I see you out here with that super jet black beard and you like 52 with a with baldy. I know what time it is, Playboy. I ain't, I'm not judging, though. I'm just no, telling no, you. No, no, I'll judge. Just... I, tell my, I talk shit to my dad all the time about this. I'm like, yo... Go back to being Black Santa Claus. Stop, stop it with <laughs> the your your beard is darker than you. Or just shave like it. you, yeah. I'm like, yo, enjoy it. Yeah, like, whose hair is that? You're bald. Like, did you take some of my locks and just put it? <laughs> just rub that in there. No, but I've been having this one gray hair that I keep pulling out, and I I just need to stop because yeah. it grows back longer every time. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I would say, um, at least for me, I mean, I actually, I, my, my mother's hair, like, went gray, relatively young woman, like, in her 30s. Oh, nice. And um, so she just sort of rolled with it. I was like, well, I mean, works for moms. Right. I'm just going to let it let it do what it do. Can't you know wait. What I'm Can't wait for the salt and pepper days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's getting more salty than pepper. Hey, <laughs> we see it, though. We see <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's not, I got a little pepper holding on. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying. Your Cordell West beard. I mean, well, that's but also I'm prepared for you know, like I said, as long as I can figure out somebody else to pay for, uh, you know, me to get a doctorate in something in my life as you know, Professor. uh, Who going to Professor Raji's office? He'll know what to do. You know what I mean? That's that's my retirement plan. Okay, (laughs) Doctor Justice. Like I'll be over there writing papers. Talking stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, people that. out on campus. You know, the, now why is he so mean? He's not mean. You just don't understand him. <laughs> <laughs> he came to our meeting. He, he told us our research was terrible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, your papers are terrible. Right? You wasted my time with this. Why did you? Why do you have me here? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Hold on a minute. 
you know, and then I point out some other young person that knows, he knows what to do. Have him come to me. <laughs> you come see me. You talk to them. You know, that kind of stuff. Nah, but uh, oh, it's a, uh, you know, that's, okay. so that's part of the plan. This is all part of it. I can't wait to take that class. <laughs> nah, man, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, appreciate you. Um, yeah, I appreciate you as well. Cool. So, you mentioned movies, so I'll get you out on this question. Can you share just a movie that maybe you saw or perceived one way at whatever point in your life, and now you look at it and you go, hmm, you look at it or you experience it different than how you early remember experience? Oh, well, let's go with something relatively, um, I guess that was a huge craze with like it being live action. Mm-hmm. Um, Lion King. Mm. Uh, I experienced it completely different as a child that I did as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I fully understand the meaning of Akuna Matata now. <laughs> um, and I want, I want that <laughs> Swahili life right there. <laughs> no worries for the rest of my days. Uh, Back then, it was just a hot joint, you know, as a a child, like, right? Uh, Uh, It was an interesting introduction to death. Mm. Um, And it also just made me think, like, what's up with Walt Disney? Like, he's always killing off a parent. In every movie, so I did a, a lot little, of parent death. A lot of parent death. I'm like, yo, either the parent shot, thrown in a stampede, or just ain't there. Just the right? Just like, yo, where, where, where are their parents? Uh, <laughs> Why are we subjecting children right? to these I'm stories like, of their parents uh, being separated from them? And also, uh, always thinking about like movies may end. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there, there's always more to it. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like in every movie, Disney movie, especially that I've seen, but especially Lion King, I've, I felt like even in the ending there was an ellipsis, um, and that's powerful because I think about that in just life. Um, this is just a moment in time, and time. My friend said this yesterday, but time only moves forward. Um, so. Yeah, that's the one movie that I'm thinking of that, like, I see it completely different now. Uh, now there's a few more movies and television shows that I'm just like, I don't know if I would let children watch this. But, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I haven't gone to see, I haven't seen the live action Lion King yet. I, I just, haven't either. I'm kind of. I figured I'll wait and see yeah. it because I'm cool. I'm not. Oh, God, yeah. Beyonce's on it. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, Congrats, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just not like, in a rush. Y'all. Beyonce not getting about $12. You're good, B. <laughs> yeah, somebody else going to get right. 12 on it. We're it's, like, uh, it's like, oh, should I boo like this? <laughs> nah. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Well, Walter, I want to thank you All right. for coming on. Um, I would look to have you on in the future. Ah. And maybe, maybe some topical conversations. I got, I got another production concept in the works and I'd like to maybe have you jump on that hey, too. Would love, would love to join you anytime, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Peace. This has been the Ash Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Rod G and my guest Walter Robinson the second. Yep. Take care. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ash Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Rod G. Thank you to my guest Walter Robinson 
thank you to you, the listener. Please listen, rate, subscribe, share, comment, uh, you know, all of those things. Thank you to Coppa Consulting. Thank you to all the positive people out there in the universe doing what they got to do, doing what they need to do, doing what they want to do. In any event, uh, be safe, be well, peace. Peace.